As you can probably tell by the theme of this channel, I really love the deep woods and the outdoors. I spend a lot of time out there, anytime I take a vacation, that's generally where I am, and personally, for whatever reason, I just find it to be a little bit more creepy and realistic when things are based in the woods. There just must be some sort of childlike fascination. I grew up roaming the woods, I, I built so many forts, I built trails, I used to spend every waking moment I could within those trees, so I guess it's just some sort of morbid fascination. Welcome back to the swamp my friends, and welcome if you're new. Today I'm going to be sharing some creepy and allegedly true deep woods horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit it at swampdweller.net or at r slash thedarkswamp on reddit. ATV Off-Road Horror by Ricky So for some background information, I live in a very small town in North Carolina. I grew up fishing and hunting my entire life. This story actually takes place just last night. A buddy of mine, who we will call Jimmy and I, decided to let the dogs loose and see if they could go catch a raccoon. We went to Jimmy's old house and turned loose all four of our dogs. About that time, I realized something bad was going to happen. But I didn't think much of it, I just had this weird feeling in the pit of my stomach. That kind of feeling you get when you know something doesn't quite feel right. The dogs hunted for about 15 minutes and probably got somewhere around 400 yards away. We begin to call them back before they get too far. We walked the 400 yards and got to the dogs. For more information, there is a dirt road where we ride four-wheelers on. So to the left of the road, there is a hollow or a slight decline. And when you walk up the hill, it comes to a trail in a large clearing of fields. So we were walking up this hill to hit the road. While scanning, I saw two substantial orange eyes to my right, easily eight to nine feet off the ground. They were reflecting off my flashlight beam. It was approximately 70 yards away. So I looked at Jimmy and asked whether he saw that, and he said he did. When I went to see what it was, it was gone and this sent chills down my spine. I was pretty freaked out to be honest. I was now crouching over, looking everywhere. All I could hear were leaves crunching around me, but I couldn't see anything making the noise. So, we started picking up the pace once we reached the road. We had to call his dad for him to come pick us up. Yes, the road was big enough to have a truck drive down, but it would be very hard to turn around. We're very lucky that my dad was able to get through the gate and get to us because that would have easily been a very, very long and miserable hike back to the main road for him to pick us up. The one thing that I will always question is that feeling of being watched, those sounds, and never seeing what made them. I can concede that maybe there was some sort of small animal that just so happened to be heavy enough to make those noises, but I think that's very, very unlikely. Now, I'm not going to say it's some sort of skimwalker or Bigfoot like the cliche, but I honestly want to know what was out there with us that day. Horror Stories in the Stables by Anonymous This story starts in Penobscot, New Brunswick, Canada. During the start of COVID, I was laid off from my job as a dog groomer. 
so I boarded my horses at McLeod Brooks Stables and worked as a stable hand. I cleaned the stalls, fed horses, blanketed them, turned them out, all that good stuff. The first experience happened one night and it was pretty late. I was finishing up chores. My mom was with me this night because she would ride Sailor with me in the indoor ring while I was riding my own horse, too. I was feeding the horses. They stayed in at night because it was February and our winter could be very, very brutal. When I finished, my mom was smoking outside in front of the barn. The next thing I knew, two horses came running into the barn like bats out of hell. They were in a run-in stall, which is a big stall with a door always open so they can come and go as they please. The two horses were very freaked out, scared looking even. Their eyes were wide and snorting. They were looking back outside. My mom came running through the main door. She said, Did you hear that? I said, No, I, I didn't what happened. The horses came running scared. My mom told me she was out in front of the barn smoking. It suddenly went quiet, and she heard this god-awful scream, like a demonic pig squealing, just blood-curdling. She said it happened quite a few times in a very fast succession. I didn't quite hear it in the barn because I had a radio playing. I could tell she was scared, though, and she was not messing around. Her eyes were big, and she was shaking and on edge. She was afraid and didn't want to go out to the car. Now, I've known my mother my whole life, of course, and I've never seen her act like this over nothing. So we waited for some time before we got into my car. I turned on the headlights and shut the door. It was a calm night. No wind, not a sound to be heard. It was rather eerie. In my car, I got a nasty gut feeling something just wasn't right. My mom also was on edge and also had bad feelings. I began to yell about getting in the car and not getting out. I told her to lock all the doors and she began to ask what was wrong. And I told her, I don't know, I just had a bad feeling. She got in the car, shut the door, and I tried starting it, but the damn thing just wouldn't start. It was like the battery was dead, but I just got the battery changed, the oil changed, tires rotated, all that good stuff less than a month ago. Then I saw this elongated, white creature running out like an ape in front of my car. It had long fingers, and it was almost opaque. It freaked me out. I had a terrible, terrible gut feeling something was just not right. I looked at my mom and asked if she had seen it. She said, no, I didn't. What do you think it was? It was... I don't know how to describe it much more than that. I was pale and shaking. I pushed the start button on my car and it started with no problem all of a sudden. I started driving and told her what I saw. And I think she actually believed me. I tried researching it. I tried seeing if I could find anything close to what I saw that night. I did find something that did look somewhat close. And this creature was called the Rake. Now, I'm not even sure what the rake is. I've seen some people say it's a creepypasta. Other people say it's a variation of something like a skimwalker. But it looked exactly what I had seen. The hair on my neck and arms stood straight up when I saw that image online. I had to run downstairs to show my mom immediately. And when I showed her, she freaked out too. Now, the second incident happened about two days after seeing it. I decided to go for a trail ride on my horse, and it was sometime around 3pm. I was going to have a quick ride before getting my nighttime chores done. So I saddled up my horse and got ready to get on the trail. The trail that I wanted to go on was a trail that I had rode all the time. So I knew it like the back of my hand and felt very confident on it. It was warm for a winter day. The snow on the ground was still and solid. It was beautiful. When I trail ride, I like to look around and enjoy the scenery. 
We were coming up on a turn and my horse was looking at something that I couldn't quite find. Her ears were pinned straight forward, which meant something caught her attention. Then I saw two white, pale, elongated creatures running across the trail about 40 feet before me. They were plain white, extended, had long claws, big, round, dark eyes, and gaping mouths, almost like a dark hole that would suck your soul. The closest thing I can even remotely describe this thing as was like those crazy gray aliens you see online all the time. It was just such an impossible maw to describe. They were running like apes in the woods. I could see them well because there were no leaves on the trees at this point because it was winter. I got this bad, almost sickening feeling in my stomach and I began to feel uneasy. I told my horse to go. She took off running past where they crossed the trail. We just kept running as fast as we could until we finally hit snow that we couldn't get through. I dodged tree branches, looking back to ensure nothing followed us because those things could run so terribly fast. Once we got far away from that part in the woods, I told her that she could settle down. I was shaking and freaked out beyond belief. I couldn't believe what I had seen. It was something out of this world. Something cryptic. I've also been open to the paranormal, and I feel like I can see things most people can't. I have a gift, I guess, but I never thought I would see anything like this in a million years. A couple of weeks after seeing those creatures in the woods, Greg, the barn owner, was helping with chores. He was feeding, and I did hay and water top-ups for the night. The radio wasn't working, so it was hushed and rather quiet. I could only hear the horses eating. I fed the sheep, and Greg checked on the horses in the run-in stall. Then we heard this absolute terrifying scream come from outside. It, it sounded like a pig scream, but demonic, like I said before. Something an animal couldn't quite make. I had chills and goosebumps, and it creeped me out to the core. Greg told the kids, Come on, let's get in the house now, and left in a hurry. He left me to finish the chores, so thanks Greg for leaving me alone out there. I wondered if he had heard this thing before, and maybe he just knew it wasn't necessarily super dangerous. After I finished my chores, I hurried to my car, and as I got in and headed home, far away from there, one of the weirdest experiences I ever had that would stick out from my mind had definitely been imprinted. I don't know, I don't really know how to explain the story any further, and I definitely don't go out in the woods at night or at day without anyone with me. Thanks again, Swamp Dweller, for sharing my story. And honestly, I wonder if anybody in the comments has ever had a similar experience. A Small Town Horror Story by Zozo11 I live in a tiny town in southern Washington, with less than a thousand people. Immediately outside the town borders are a dense forest on three sides and hiking trails throughout the area. My fiancé and I are in our early twenties and live on the outskirts of town. For the story's sake, let's say her name is Grace. Grace and I are about as prepared as we can be when going into the woods. No matter how short of a hike it's planned to be, most important, for this story anyway, is that I am always armed with a sidearm, and Grace is always sure to carry her bear spray. I always try to go hiking together or look for crystals whenever we have free time, and this day was no exception. On this particular day, we would stay close to town and explore a trail we still haven't seen much of. It snakes down the mountain and has multiple areas connected to the main river in our sight. 
As we went down the initial section of the trail, I smelled what I thought was smoke, which I guess wasn't unusual in our site as a whole, but slightly unusual for this particular spot. I let Grace know, and we continued with our adventure. After collecting some nice rocks, about five minutes later we saw animal carcasses littering each side of the trail. Upon closer inspection, they were deer, in particular. They had been butchered, sloppily, and left a rot. Most hunters in my area are highly ethical, and don't waste what they don't have to. They also don't discard things like this, so close to town. It can definitely bring an unwanted guest, like bears, mountain lions, and who knows what else. With this, I told Grace we could still hike, but to keep close, and to keep her head on a swivel. Usually, our understanding is that I'm mainly in charge of staying aware of our surroundings until we are more than just a few feet apart. Grace can stare at the ground and look for crystals while I keep an eye and ear out for bears or people. And that's exactly what I was doing today. So I noticed a smoking fire pit in the distance at the bottom of the trail when we reached the flat terrain. It looked like it had been out for at least an hour or two, but I had the gut feeling that we were dealing with poachers. We let the other person know whenever we noticed something slightly important, or if Grace notices something that's weird to her, she'll yell out to me. And I did so. Grace said she'd feel like she'd like to continue a little bit more. And if I said we should go, we'll leave. About 200 yards into this section of the woods was a clearing. As Grace filled her bag full of crystals, she looked up and started saying my name to get my attention to ask me a question. But halfway through saying my name, she suddenly stops. I turn to meet her gaze and look in the direction she's staring, with my hand already on my sidearm and less than 15 yards away was a man peeking out from behind a tree, staring at us with this most menacing look I've ever seen. His eyes almost looked soulless. We could only see his upper half, but from what I could see, he wasn't wearing any clothing. It was nearly 35 degrees outside, and the worst part was as he had blood smeared all around his mouth, face, and chest. It honestly looked as though he were in the show The Walking Dead, and I was waiting for him to make a move before I knew which I should make in response. After about 30 seconds of staring at us, he slowly stood behind the tree. When he did this, I told Grace to keep her eyes on that tree while I looked around to ensure no one else was out here. I began to look around, and I began to make sure that she had her bear spray in her hand. As I scanned the tree lined around us, I saw another face. But this one, he looked like he had a crazed look in his eyes as though he had either broken out of the nearest prison for the criminally insane or had lived out in the wild his entire life. I told Grace not to move, and I told her where the other man was. Finally, I told her we had to figure out a way to leave. As I looked the second man over, he just began smiling this wide, creepy grin. While Grace said she hadn't seen the first guy in a while, I told Grace that I would watch her rear and the left side, and she would have to watch in front of us and to the right. I told her we could switch if need be. So she said okay, took the safety off her bear spray, and we began walking back to town as I gripped her backpack and held my pistol in my other hand. To make things worse, it was starting to get dark, and it was just a 10 minute walk back. I wasn't too concerned and we could handle these weird men in the woods, but why was Grace risking getting hurt if we really didn't have to? As we made it about 50 yards down the trail, I lost sight of either man, but we started to hear twigs and leaves breaking on both sides of the trail, and it was a person or persons making the noises, not animals. If you spend enough time in the woods, identifying these footsteps and animal noises becomes a bit more easy. Still, 
Because of our situation, each snap of the twigs and crunching of the leaves made my stomach drop. Knowing the next noise I could hear was Grace gasping at one of the men charging us. At this point, I obviously couldn't afford to lose my cool now, so I tried to clear my head and continue quickly. My pistol is entirely out of the holster now because I'm so concerned that something might happen. They're following us and they're only about 50 to 100 yards behind us at most. We only have a couple hundred more yards to go at most either to get out of here. The sounds of those people walking through the dense forest are getting closer and closer every step. It's to the point where it sounds like they aren't close but they are at the same time. It sounds like they're right next to me but I don't see anything, even with my flashlight. Now obviously I can't just take my gun and fire it in the air like you hear a lot of people in stories doing because I do value my safety and everybody else's well-being. But they didn't seem to care that I had a gun in my hand. It was obvious. I was brandishing it. There was no way that nobody would know that I had a weapon. With all these thoughts racing through my mind, all the sounds suddenly stop. The footsteps, the cracking twigs, the leaves crunching, and then I notice the birds have gone quiet too. We can see the opening to the parking lot and Grace is picking up pace. It's making it so much worse that it's quiet now. Are they still following us? What's going on? Just while being more careful not to give away their location? I tell Grace, maybe they finally turned back and decided it's not worth it. At this exact moment, we hear manic, incoherent rambling whispers in the woods, but it sounds like there are more than two people now. It sounds like 20 or more individuals. We are finally in the parking lot at this point and I can still hear the whispering. It sounds like rambling, but they are responding to each other and speaking with incoherent whispers. It was the most accessible part of this whole situation for me. As we get in the car and lock the doors, we look at the forest one more time as we start the car. And on either side of the trail, right by the edge of the tree line, are multiple upon multiple faces peering through the pines and out from behind the trees. Eyes as wide as can be. All of them are grinning. Grace is now crying. She doesn't understand why this is all happening or who these people are. We eventually get back into town and let the sheriff know, but they tell us about poachers in the area and say they were probably just trying to scare us. But that's one hell of a way to scare people out of the area if you ask me. I don't know what we witnessed that night, but I definitely have no intentions of ever going back. I used to love camping. Bye. Jonah Wolf I was honestly beyond excited to embark on a camping trip with my friends near a secluded lake in the heart of the woods. The beautiful scenery and serene sounds of nature promised a weekend filled with adventure and relaxation. As we arrived, the sun's warm glow faded, replaced by unsettling darkness that crept into the trees and across the water's surface. We quickly set up our tents and built a fire eager to settle in for the night. I felt a creeping sense of unease as we sat around the fire, sharing stories and laughs. The forest seemed to come alive at night, and the rustling of leaves and snapping of twigs sounded closer than they should have been. Honestly, I did try to brush it off, attributing it to my imagination, but the sensation of being watched just would not go away. When I needed to answer nature's call, I hesitated to leave the campsite safety. As I stepped deeper into the woods, the feeling of being stalked truly intensified. The shadows seemed to dance, and the rustling of the leaves grew louder. I couldn't shake the feeling of being followed, and I sprinted back to the campsite as fast as I humanly could. As the night wore on, the presence of the stalking thing grew more vigorous. 
Every time I looked out into the darkness, I could swear that something was moving just beyond the reach of the firelight. The hairs on my neck stood an end, and I could feel my heart racing. I tried to dismiss it as paranoia, but the feeling was far too intense. When it was finally time to hit the sack, I crawled into my tent and zipped it shut, but the sound of something breathing heavily outside kept me from falling asleep. I strained my ears trying to make out what was lurking just beyond the thin fabric of my tent. My imagination conjured up images of vicious predators and bloodthirsty monsters. A low growling sound filled my ears just as I was about to doze off. My heart leaped into my throat as I realized that whatever was outside of my tent was no figment of my imagination. I could feel the hot breath on my face, the rustling of fur against the fabric of my tent, and the scratching of claws. Terror absolutely gripped me and I knew that I had to get out of there as quickly as I could. I threw the tent flap open and sprinted into the darkness. My heart was pounding. I could hear the creature chasing me, its growls and snarls echoing through the woods. I didn't dare look back, afraid of what I might see behind me. When I finally collapsed on the shore of the lake, I could feel my body shaking with fear and exhaustion. As I sat there staring into the inky blackness, I realized that something was moving just beneath the surface of the water. A pair of eyes staring back at me, unblinking and ominous. At the first rays of sunlight, as the first rays of sunlight began peering over the horizon, I stumbled back to the campsite. My friends were already awake, looking at me with concern. I tried to explain what had happened, but the words stuck in my throat. From that day forward, I knew that there were things in the woods that were better left undiscovered. I had survived the night, but the memory of that stalking presence and the glowing eyes in the lake would stay with me forever. I Witnessed Something Terrible by Anthony September The sun set as I walked deeper into the Ocala National Forest. The trees were tall and dense, casting long shadows across the forest floor. I had been hiking for hours and was starting to feel tired, but I didn't want to turn back just yet. I wanted to see how far I could actually go. As I walked, the sounds of the forest grew fainter and the air grew colder. As I was entering a different world, completely isolated from the rest, I felt a sense of unease as I continued, but I brushed it off telling myself that it was just my imagination playing tricks on me. But then... I began to hear something. It was a low, rhythmic chanting, almost like a heartbeat. It was coming from just ahead, and I knew I had to investigate. I switched on my flashlight and followed the sound, my heart racing with anticipation of what I might find. As I got closer, the chanting grew louder. It was coming from a clearing in the woods. I peered through the trees and saw a group of people gathered around a fire. They were all wearing dark hooded robes, and I couldn't see their faces very well. At first, I was intrigued by the scene before me, but then I saw what they were doing. They were performing some sort of satanic ritual. The air grew thick with some sort of evil presence, and I felt like I was being watched by a million eyes. The group began to chant in some sort of unknown language to me, and I felt my body begin to shake. They were sacrificing animals and offering them to the devil. The smell of burning flesh filled the air, and I felt sick. I tried to turn and run, but my feet just wouldn't move. They were like paralyzed. I felt like I was stuck there with fear as I watched this group continue their weird ritual. Suddenly, one of the hooded figures turned and looked directly at me. I couldn't see their face, but I felt like they were staring into my soul. 
They beckoned me to come closer and I felt myself stepping forward against my will. I then realized that I was trapped, and this was not a mere ritual. This was a trap and I was the prey. I tried to scream but no sound would emanate from my mouth. The group continued their practice, their chanting growing louder and more agitated. The energy in the air was palpable and I felt my body pulling towards the fire. I knew I had to leave but my body just wouldn't cooperate. I was trapped, a helpless witness to this terrifying scene. I felt like I was in some sort of movie. As the ritual went on, I found myself getting weaker and weaker. I could feel my life force draining away and I knew that I was in grave danger. The group's chanting grew louder and more fierce and I felt like the ground was shaking beneath me. I saw something move in the darkness and just when I thought things couldn't get any worse, it was a figure looming over the group, watching their every move. I think it was the devil himself coming to claim his prize. I screamed as loud as I could and suddenly the spell was broken. The group dispersed into the darkness running in every which direction, leaving me alone in the clearing. I somehow stumbled back to the forest, my heart pounding in my chest. When I finally emerged from the trees I collapsed, gasping for air. I knew what I had witnessed was something that I would never forget. It was a horror that I could never really erase from my memory and I knew that I would never venture into the Ocala National Forest again, especially not alone. And for all of those asking, yes, I did go to the police, I did file a report, but I'm not really sure anything ever really came of it, because I never heard back about it. I don't really live in that area, I live about 45 minutes away, and I used to drive there all the time to go fishing and swimming and hiking, but after that little trip, I don't think I'll be doing that for a long time. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true deep woods horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. If you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit it at swampdweller.net or on reddit at r slash thedarkswamp. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that help keep this show going on a daily basis. If you enjoyed tonight's stories, please be sure to hit that like button as it helps this video reach more fresh eyes, and that helps the swamp grow its ever-expanding waters. If you're new to the swamp, why not join us? Be sure to subscribe and turn on those notifications to never miss a new episode as I upload them nearly every single day, and all things natural and supernatural. I do apologize if I sound extra tired in this video. I have not been feeling that great, and I wanted to make sure I still got this content out for you guys. So if my voice is sounding a bit tired, that is definitely, definitely not your ears. It is me just being a bit more tired than usual. Hopefully you enjoyed these stories, though, and I'm very sorry for being late on this upload. If you're on the go and don't have YouTube Premium, but still want to download and listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories no matter where you are, you can download them absolutely free from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and pretty much anywhere else you find podcasts online. Thank you guys so much for supporting the Swamp the way you do. I'd love to know what story in the comments was your favorite tonight, and I'll see you all soon with another creepy episode.